You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Sid Talk. That's very cheery of you. Welcome thanks. to you, and welcome to the audience. Mm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> how, I'm clear how, across the room, I feel like that's a lot. That's good. It's You're cheery. How are you doing? How's I'm everything great. going? I'm doing great, except... Uh, uh, it's one of those breaths you're going to have to delete, and they're not even going to know it was in there, but every time I log into Steam... I'll have Steam, a drink of tea, hold on. Every time I log into Steam, it forces me to put in my password again, even when I say, remember my password. Does anyone care? No. This is not the before the after the show discussion. That was just us dabbling in the movie and whatnot. It was pretty quick, actually, what we're having for supper. So here we are. I'm logging into Steam. It's asking for my password. It really gets on my nerves. That is all. Thank That's, you. That's uh, called security. I understand security. I work in a data center. <laughs> <laughs> However, when it inconveniences me, it's a whole other story. Uh, I see. I'll get on to Gabe who owns Steam and I'll tell him. That, I mean, I'll just send him a note. He's, that you he, don't need tight. him to log in. Yeah, just keep me logged in. Jeez Louise. All right. It's Saturday, June the 18th. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. And on episode 741, we're looking at the movie The Northman. It's a 2022 movie released on Blu-ray and 4K now. You can pick it up now. It's on streaming also. It's rated R. And our friends at Universal sent us a copy of the 4K disc to review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of The Northman. The Northman is a old-timey revenge story <laughs> of a guy who looks like he smells really bad from like 900 and something AD. So we're talking 1100 years ago. 11, 1200 years, whatever. However, do the math, right? Vikings. He is he? Yeah. Because we don't really address that. He is. He's just a guy. Some bad shit happens. Then he grows up and is all disgusting and gross and everything's muddy and bloody and disgusting. And then he wants to kill somebody and lots of people die. There's a sword and maybe magic. The end. <laughs> all right. Here's the one from the box. Okay. It can't be as good as mine. From visionary director Robert Eggers comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. 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 No one knows what you're talking about, but that is, was his name, Max. Bosley. Bosley, no. Wasn't it? No. Is that Charlie's Angels? Yes. Oh, crossing you're crossing the streams of the 80s. It was Max from Heart to Heart. Bosley was the guy from Happy Days, the dad, right? Is that, that was, right? No, that's his real last name, I think. Bosley oh. is the actual character's name from... I don't know when one cares what this is. I mean, the actor. Yeah, Tom Bosley from Happy Days, I believe. Right. Bosley was the name of the character in Charlie's Angels. Okay, I'm just I completely believe. confused. Yeah. Yeah, true. Let's move on. All right. What <laughs> did you think of The Northman? I enjoyed it. I did. So, and, in addition to that, I, because I love... Gross, bloody, old-timey, if you're trying to dredge up human history and show it to me in a visual story, you know, when I'm comfortable in my own little dwelling, 
where there isn't blood and shit and whatever everywhere all over the place like these places had. That's great. I love it. However, and you're probably going to disagree, but the sound on this movie was impossible for me to deal with. The voices were too low, at least half of the time. Wow, I didn't have that at all. There was mumbly-ish, and I understand that they were speaking with accents, which I also cannot verify. So I'm not from the place where they're trying to be of the accent. And it really irritated me. It really irritated me. But the sound, their voice would be like... And then, boom, the big loud noise of whatever was happening. So that is irritating. And it was just a bit... I think because I don't... Not that I don't understand it, but... I don't grasp the concept of... So here's a brief outline of the story, right? There's a king and the king's brother and the king's son. The king's brother... Should we spoil? Are we spoiling everything? If you give it the spoiler mark, yes. Okay, I'm spoiling everything. So there you go. The king's brother kills the king, tries to kill the king's son, takes the king's wife... Some other dude comes along in the in the years to follow, which we don't see. We're just told this. Some other king comes along, just, you know, takes the brother who killed the brother king out of office, throws him out somewhere, you know, Iceland, wherever he's got a, a sheep farm now. Somehow this fucker has all is like a king of his own little domain now. It's really weird. I do not understand the whole concept. Of a guy who was king, gets thrown out into this farm, or whatever, that's where he ends up. And now he has slaves and soldiers and all this shit. Is that real? Because well, that just seems like, who the, who the hell is this guy? Just kill him. He's a dick. Well, he's got numbers. Why? He's got what? Numbers. Numbers of what? People who protect him. Right, but why? He's Cause, nothing. Because he's paying them. I don't know. He's not paying the slaves. Well, no. <laughs> so there's more slaves than soldiers. I just, that whole concept, I'm always like, I mean, it looks really awful, and these guys are terrible, and they'll kill or beat up or rape anyone. I get that. They're terrible and terrifying. But that concept sort of eluded me a bit. And so that the quest to go and murder the guy who killed the father, because he's no longer like a king, right? So his death at the hands of the son, right? Or the nephew. Yeah. It's not actually that big of a deal. Well, because, I mean, he's just a sheep farmer who's a dick with his slaves Well, tell and that stuff. to the Northman. I'm just saying, those are the ideas that go through my head. And I mean, I'm watching like, okay, I get it. I just felt it. When they say epic, I disagree. That's where I've got, I'm hung up on the epic part. It was a big deal for him, his revenge. Absolutely. So that was his life, basically, to... It is a revenge cell. That's all it is. You know, he's like, I will avenge you, father. I will avenge you, father. I will avenge you, father. And then 30 years later, I guess, that's how well, we fast forward. And somehow he trips along and finds his way to the farm where the uncle is. He's going to exact his revenge. He gets this magical sword, in quotation marks. I don't understand. Like a Norse mythology thing? Yeah, right. I, it, it dips into, like, weirdness at some points, doesn't it? Like a flying horse and... Well, that's the Valkyrie, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, it literally shows you... Like sometimes, when he goes to get the sword, for instance, there's an action sequence and then he just gets the sword. There's two different versions of what happens. Yeah, that reminded me of the Green Knight, uh, somehow. Well, you'd be interested to know what one of my recommendations <laughs> is this week. <laughs> right. But yeah, it did remind me of that too. 
There's a bit of like like a trip, some of it seems like. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is literally some people tripping on mushrooms at some point. <laughs> but yeah, it does throw in some, I would say, like maybe spiritual kind of stuff. I guess that's where I was a bit confused and I wasn't, you know, I still enjoyed it, but it felt like I'm not getting the whole story that the people who wrote the story, who believe in the story, have once again done that thing where they fill in all the details themselves in their brains and in their conversations over tables and coffee and pizza late at night when they're discussing everything. That doesn't always translate into the script and onto the vi- the story they're actually telling me. Well, think of his last movie, The Lighthouse, when you came out of the end of watching that too. You probably felt the same way. I didn't because it did not feel like a coherent story at all. It so, was a confusing... Right. That of. was very obvious from like the beginning that we are just on a sensory, experiential, Artistic cinematic... thing. Ex- exactly. And so I can accept that when that one's over, I'm just like, oh... <laughs> Okay, I like it. I like it. I think I like it better when something is committed fully to either being the chaotic mess that turns into a gem or the complete and utter like line, you know, straight up beginning, middle, end. We're going to clarify all the stuff and tell you a really good story through visual things and through the script. And it didn't feel like that in this. I get the story. I'm not an idiot. No, this is actually... Out of all these movies, like the most simple story, isn't it? It's very simple. It's set up at the beginning, very clearly in the first act. Yeah. And then he goes, and it doesn't really waver from what it's supposed to be doing. There's a few. Yeah, there's never a like, oh, whoa, this is happening now. That's kind of what I was waiting for. I mean, there was one moment that kind of um, gave me a, ooh, I didn't expect that. And that was the mother's reaction to Uh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I knew. I could tell almost immediately, even when... So the brother of the king kills the king, and then he's got the wife, the queen, over his shoulder, carrying her away. The little son thinks, oh my god, he's kidnapping my mother, he's just murdered my father. So then for all of his life, he's thinking that his mother's been enslaved by this uncle, right? I knew almost immediately, like, oh, this sounds like a plot. Like, mommy was in on this whole deal, so... I wasn't quite sure... When she said what she said, and there was a lot going on there, mm-hmm. there was a bit of a few surprises. But that was it for me, like with surprises. He murders a load of people. The Absolutely. Northman. It is pretty grisly, and it does feel like if it was smell-o-vision, it'd be terrible. Oh my god, I was like, oh. You know those uh, 4D cinemas where they spray scents at you and stuff? I wouldn't like to see it in there. That would be no. kind of gross. Oh my, no. <laughs> but I loved the cinematography, the... Set design, it was all incredible. There's an action sequence at the beginning, the one where they're dressed as like wolves and they go in to take the uh, village. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, they're like, well, it started off kind of stealth. I was like, oh, they're creeping through the bushes and they're creeping through the grass. This is probably going to be like where they go in and just slit everybody's throats while they're not looking. But no, it didn't turn out to be a stealth mission, did it? Mm. It turned out to be a terrible. Pure Evil terror. Yeah, it's all it's all terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like what we have here is different factions coming in, like coming over to a village, murdering everyone, grabbing all the women, murdering all the children, taking the women back as slaves to this guy's farm or selling them off. I mean, it's a business, right? It looks like 
Yeah. Whoever's like marauding, marauding, marauding the landscape, just goes to every town, kills a bunch of people, grabs up a bunch of people for slaves, and then sells them off to dickheads like this farmer slash ex-king slash ex-brother of the king. And the actual Alexander Skarsgård's Northman, when you first meet him there and he goes to that village and he is like an animal, literally like yeah. an animal. Yeah. He's I know he's got a wolf kind of headdress on, but he's biting people and screaming at the moon. He's like a crazed <laughs> like psychopath basically, right? But he Correct. I mean, they're not good people, these people. No. He's not like a hero. No, definitely not a hero. Like, I mean, you do root for him because you're like, what the fuck? Why have they done that to him? I mean, <laughs> I was rooting for him once his father gets murdered. In front of him. Right, but you always, you know, you gotta know, if we're going back to these age, and that yeah. guy's a king probably for some terrible reasons. I mean, what it was, there was a lot of, hey, why is that guy the king? I want to be the king. Let's go and murder him. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty much, it seemed all too easy, right? Like, I could be in charge of that. Why is he in charge of it? There was that one touchy, weird, not touchy, touchy-feely weird thing where he can see, like, the family tree in his brain. Now that... I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a uh, video game about Vikings. And there are sequences in that game where that tree appears in your in your mind. You're thinking of it. Right. And all your family are hanging from the tree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what it is. It's the tree of something. But it it's like he sees these visions, doesn't yeah. he? Like it's, it's like magic because he sees that he's going to have two children before he has them. Right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're not fully committed to like the super weirdness. No. That it could be committed to being like, you know. You know, when it does go to those sequences, like the one where he meets Bjork and she gives him some <laughs> like. Bjork as herself. Yeah. <laughs> she gives him like, you know, like a, almost like a reading, like a tarot reading or something. She's giving him some information about the future. Yeah. And then he meets this other weird guy in a cave who is a similar. What was he? Like a. He was a I could, magician. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I didn't understand what all the things were. I mean, I understand what the purpose was. Yeah, the purpose was just to give him some information each time. Make it sound like dreamy, kind of weird. Like this is where mythology comes from, or this is actually mythology is based in reality. I mean, I don't even know. It's very directly talking about Norse stuff, like the Valkyrie, like you say. You even see the Valkyrie, right? Mm -hmm. Which is really cool. I love that sequence. But then I didn't know why she had braces on. But hey. uh, Bjork had braces on too. Did you notice? I did not. There were braces, but each, you know, like the metal bit that goes on each tooth, that was like a skull. Oh no, I did not notice that. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Why is she wearing braces? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Did somebody forget to take them off her? But surely she wouldn't have braces. Come on. Yeah, it must be something. Like, what do we know about the Vikings? I don't know. I mean, we know a lot. They're in the history books, but. Do we find... We, I guess we have. We found weaponry from that age. Mm. I mean, a lot of history is like suggestion, isn't it? Like we just go, well, they had axes and swords, so they were probably killing everybody. <laughs> right? That's why I said afterwards, <laughs> like, do we actually know that everything was covered with shit and piss and blood and guts and... I mean, we don't. We just have to assume. and vomit and putridness. I mean, people are people and... We don't like being disgusting, so... I mean, there was no Toto toilets. There was no... <laughs> there was, you know, there was no deodorant. So we can assume that they smelled. 
But no, they might have washed it every day in the stream, right? Like, all the time. Yeah. Doesn't mean... I only have fiction to tell me these things. But these people did seem very smelly. But there again, Nicole Kidman's character didn't look very smelly. Well, she was very... uh, Regal. uh, And obsessed with her hair and, like, fussy. You know what I mean? So, Mm. I got that vibe. You didn't ask me, did I like it yet? Oh, uh, do I ever? Usually. Uh, Do you... (laughs) Do you like it? Well, let me say, I'm a fan of Robert Eggers' movies. You are. The Lighthouse and The Witch. I think The Witch is outstanding, and The Lighthouse, just a little bit behind, but still great. I think this is his weakest. Mm. And I think this is his weakest. Do you think that's a fair assessment, like weakest? I don't think it's a weak movie, because it's really interesting. I said it was fun to you. Mm. But then you were like, fun? What are you talking about? Fun's a bit of a a (laughs) weird way to describe this movie, yeah. But I feel it's got the least Robert Eggers in it. Mm. Like, Robert Eggers is pretty weird. Like, his movies are fairly strange and different to other things. Now, this one, while it does have those things we just mentioned, the weird visions and the stuff, the rest of it is pretty ordinary. It's like a Viking movie. You know, any other Viking. There's a Viking TV show that he's, he was inspired by, I was reading. Mm. And it's just... All that stuff is pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's, it's not Robert Eggersy. He does bring in Willem Dafoe as a weird... Right, just like kind of like a naked Willem Dafoe. What I was just reading about this movie is Robert Eggers didn't have final cut on this movie because it's a big studio movie. So he had to let Universal come out with the edit and the final cut. Now, maybe they removed a lot of Robert Eggers' things. Because I, I think it would have been weirder if it was his thing. I mean, you have no way of knowing that. So. But I mean, I've seen know. two of his movies that are ultimately the, some of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Right, but maybe when he's telling this story, he's just not, he just doesn't, he's just not, do, maybe maybe don't blame someone else. Maybe the director and the writer should be the person responsible. But I'm not saying this one's not weird because it has its moments. But A then, little bit. It's not weird enough. But then he doesn't commit to the weird. Yeah, you're right. The Valkyrie is flying about and then... Nothing, we're just back to ordinary. Correct. It also plays out a lot like a video game I found, and that's not just because I played Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it even like feels like a final boss, the the uh, lava battle. Yes, you or know? a little Star Wars-y. Well, uh, yeah, and literally the, the final part of some video games is usually that, you know, two people having a fight, which is what it amounts to. And like a quest... What I really liked about it is the middle part of the movie, and it's it's a two-hour, 17-minute movie. I don't think it felt that long, to be fair. No, no. I thought it seemed right. But what I really liked of the middle of the movie was the restraint that the Northman had when he turned up at this place, immediately saw, oh shit, there's the guy I've got to kill, and almost did it there and then, but then held back and just kind of bided his time watching him, planning his execution. I like that. You know, standing on the roof, nicking off at night to try and get something to kill him with instead of just straight up murdering everybody. Because I think he's so skilled of what he is. He could have literally killed that entire town while they were sleeping, right? Yeah. The first night. Seems like it. Yeah. But he didn't. He just waited and he got, he saw the lay of the land. He got somebody on his side and then he figured out, this is how I'm going to do it. Oh yeah, there's a woman. Let's not forget. Yeah. He has a love interest. It's the most unlove, like romantic situation ever, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just awful. 
but he still manages to find some love in the middle of this. Right, but is she a witch? Is she magical? She does a thing. She gets the wind up on there on the boat, or maybe she doesn't. Is I don't she know. the witch? I mean, she is. From the witch. No, I mean, Spoiler. she's not the witch. The- <laughs> There's something going on. If the guy from the witch was on that boat and she was, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I, I kind of like the love story in it because it was so, there's no way. Okay, they like each other, clearly. But there's no way they're going to have any romance because look at this place. She's a, what is she? She's like a, what would you call that? She's like Wiccan. You know, she's mother of the earth kind of power. But I mean, what the? she's a slave, but yeah, she's, she's a been, specific slave, right? She's No, she, at first she's not. But then the leader of the, that jerk guy, the brother of the murdered king, the guy who murdered the king. Likes her blonde hair and is like, you know, this one is going to be reserved for me, basically. Yeah. Like a sleaze bag. I mean, they try that with her, but she's not having it. She's not having it. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then he, when he gets in prison, he's like a, because he's so hunky and big, he's like, Mr. Like, you can carry all the heavy stuff. And he, I just like that, that he bides his time, does the job. And that guy with no nose, you know. (laughs) There's a guy with no nose in this, and I think it's I mean, my... I had a nose. I think it was my favorite realistic-looking makeup of somebody having no nose. It did look pretty... Yeah. Yeah, it was just really... I don't know, it was off-putting to look at, because it, was, uh, it wasn't just somebody with no nose. It was, like, kind of dirty and gross and bloody a little bit. It was gross. Yeah, nasty. So it does yeah, have... putrid, putrid times we're living in. And the movie... Is like the whole middle of the section of it. It's in Iceland, uh, but it's not because they filmed it in Ireland. Yeah, but I would have sworn it was Iceland. But yeah, you can. He said some of it was in Iceland. I wasn't on the extra. He said that we couldn't afford all of it to be in Iceland. Yeah. So I guess they did some establishing shots or something in Iceland, but I would have sworn it was Iceland. And it looks amazing, doesn't it, all the time? Gorgeous. There's a little bit of green screen going on, I think, or blue screen, whatever it is. There are a couple times it looked a bit shifty, but overall, looked pretty good. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with um, the sound being, for me personally. There are some mumbly characters, yeah. I'll give you that. I think sometimes though, you skim, just the way you read things, you'll skim over what people say, and then it's like enough for you. I want to hear every single enunciated syllable when you hear what they're saying, because I'm watching an art form that relies on the picture and the sound, including the dialogue. So just a little nod there to everybody. Yeah, I don't think it was a uh, like a technical issue. I think some of the actors. No, I think did it was technical. As in, kind of, some of that, but they also mixed it too low. It's just too like there's like something in between whatever. Whatever little setting they did was was as I well, really I enjoyed the like a. Uh, the bigness of the sound, though. They had, like, crazy... There was, like, weird, like, a throat singer in this movie that kept cropping up. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was behind you. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, it was spooking me out a little bit. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, moving on to the cast, Alexander Skarsgård. He plays Amleth. What did you think? He was angry, determined. He really cranked his neck over like he was hunched over a lot. He was ripped as well. But I liked it. I liked him. He was in. He was committed, so I'm, I was into it. Yeah, I, I liked him. He got. He had to get really primal in that beginning sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, Argh! just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Nicole Kidman plays Queen Gudrun. 
what did I say to you about this movie? I said Robert Eggers is a super history buff. And a lot of the stuff in this movie is super accurate because he's like very picky about history and everything being just right. But I said to you that, unfortunately, the most inaccurate thing in the movie is Nicole Kidman having plastic surgery <laughs> oh my God. on her face. And I, I, could, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Don't pick on her, though, but it is very distracting. Yeah, it was distracting. I don't think it was all, all that, though. I think part of it was digital. I really do. Digital for what reason? Like smoothing around for the same reason. To make a young. Younger. Yeah, but I mean, for us, there's no reason to do it, but I no. mean, we're not her. Every time so. I looked at her, I was like, what is going on with that? Either yeah. she's had too much plastic surgery or they're putting a filter on her to make her look younger, which yeah. is unnecessary because she's living in like piss and shit. <laughs> she would look, <laughs> she would look how she looks. Exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, it is a distraction. And I tried to get over it, but thought of it every time. She Now, she had a couple of really good scenes where, I mean, her performance... Oh, she was good. ...outweighed her face. <laughs> but it, then you're instantly like, oh, just let it go. Just be, like, be who you are. I guess that's who she is, so fair enough. Anya Taylor-Joy as Olga. What did you think of Anya? I like her. I mean, she's intense yet again, and... Does a lot of like cranking her neck around and looking him straight in the eyeballs to say stuff to him, and she's fine. I, I, mean, I quite well, like, I like her, but there's yeah. not a lot of. I liked her in Last Night in Soho. That intensity. We I mean, and she's intense. Her character is intense, but I wanted to believe that she's something like whoa, like she is Mother Nature or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ethan Hawke plays King the King. What do you think of Ethan? He's fine. Again. He's, he's literally in it for not a long time. Four minutes, possibly. Not a long time. <laughs> uh, I do like seeing Nathan Hawke, though, and he, he does go on a weird like quest with his son there at the beginning. Yep. What is that about? Well, that's the it's the path to fatherhood. Right, yes. Yeah. Well, he felt King. he was about to be slain. You know, so he's trying to pass it down. Pass on this very weird ritual. There's, you know, what did I say at one point in the movie when it was super fucked up? Of course, this is fiction. And yet I said, this is what happens when you let boys and men run the world. Get in their underwear and howl at the moon and all this other weird shit. And it was like, what is, what is even, if this is based on anybody wrote down anything from actual human history, that any of these things were real, right? I mean, that's effed up. Yeah, I was that thinking... That men dance around in their underwear, howl at the moon, pretend to be bears, pretend to be like beasts, so they can vanquish their enemies. You know, like all that shit. I was just like, like almost uncomfortable. I was like, ew. Ew. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm glad my father never took me on a weird, uh, <laughs> into a little Coyote trip. Yeah, coyote, like... Coyote, not coyote. Oh, coyote slash peyote. It's a bit of both. You're like on the floor pretending to be a dog. Remember? <laughs> yes. Drink from the dish. You know, do what I do. It's weird. It's I guess it's the way. same as just taking your son to the pub and getting him his first pint. Or kind a prostitute. Of is that still a thing, do you reckon? I think I that's a thing. Willem Dafoe plays Himar the Fool. He's not in it very long. But if you like The Lighthouse, you might enjoy his wacky kind of appearance. You think people, most people don't know Willem Dafoe from the White House. I mean, well, from the Lighthouse. <laughs> I'm just thinking fans of Robert Eggers who turn up for this movie. Oh, right. And Bjork plays the Cirrus 
and she's in it for a few minutes. But that's that's I love Bjork. I like her voice. And as this, soon as she talked, I knew it was her. The seeress. Like she sees yeah. things. Yeah. And she's got braces and weird eye things. Very strange. Well, her eyes are plucked out. Her brother plucked her eyes out, she said. Yum. Yeah, well, I'm the same. This is directed by Robert Eggers, The Witch and the Lighthouse. Both great films. They're his only films on this one now. Have you noticed all of his movies begin with The? Uh, no. Well, they do. It's the The Trilogy. The The? That's yeah. a band, by the way. The The? Well, yeah. What did you uh, think of it, directing? I mean, I like the whole thing, so I've just got those few little technical flaws, and then the sort of overall, we're not really telling you the whole story, you just have to figure it out. As far as looks go, and getting people to really commit to the nasty circumstances they were performing in, I think that was pretty good. All right, so IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are where you find one-star reviews on the imdb.com, and then you make fun of them. First guy says, wasted two hours of my life. Oh my god, I forgot to mention, there are some classic reviews out there, and that is one of them. And he says, um, they use big name actors, and then they are gone in five minutes. Very boring movie, stay away. (laughs) You better watch a random Vikings episode, it's much better. Is it though? Now the second guy says, this might be the worst film I've ever seen. The, oh my god, you picked the two favorites. I have to make this 150 characters, so I will expand by saying this might be the worst film I've ever seen. That's pretty good, I like that. Very nice. And the, sec- the third person says, no wonder the cinema was empty. Never in my life have I wanted to walk out of the cinema. The movie was too long and boring. Cringe acting and cringe accents from all the actors trying to speak Nordic. What a bunch of idiots. What a waste of talent as well. So many meaningless long scenes. What a letdown. Hmm. Meaningless long scenes. And uh, here's bonus number four. 15 minutes into this garbage and I couldn't stand it anymore. I can't believe anybody would watch this movie. I just skip it and stare at a blank wall for two hours and 17 minutes. Your time will be better used. Hmm. That's fair. If that's what you think, that's fair. So extras, we did get the 4K disc, and it is kind of crammed with extras. There's also a, which I will be listening to this week, commentary by Robert Eggers. And there are a ton of extras, behind the scenes, deleted scenes. In conclusion, I am going to give The Northman a 7 out of 10. 7? I'm giving it a 6.5. Pretty close. Hmm. All right, so thank you to Universal for letting us review The Northman. Next week, we'll review another movie, and I don't know what it is. It'll be that one. Ooh, nice. I like mystery movies. I mean, really? I, not mystery movies. Those are fine, but I like to sit down and then be like, oh, this is what we're watching? Well, that's, that's every week for you, because yep. you don't know. I don't usually. All right, movie recommendations. I am going with The Witch, which is my favorite Robert Eggers film. And the other one, which this movie made me think of quite a bit, was A24's The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you those two. So my recommendations are going back to the 90s. I think we're up to 94, 95. I can't remember. It's just movies I've seen. It has nothing to do with this movie or the quality of the movies that I'm about to mention. That's my disclaimer. And they include Beverly Hills Cop 3. I'm not sure about that one. Speed. Everybody liked it at the time, and now we all shit on it all the time. City Slickers, two, two number two. 
Two's like not very good. One was no, okay. No, one was enough and it should have just laid there and been what it was. It yeah. would have been fine. It was a very of its time, you know, 90s. And then The Lion King, which is awesome. And Wolf. And that would be the one with um, Shel Pfeiffer and... Jack Nicholson. Correct. And not great. So there's, there's that. I always remember the peeing sequence. I always like that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I forget. Well, he, pee- he goes in the restroom and pees on a man because he can't help it. Oh, no, I don't remember that. He's like, he's in the middle. He's not going to change just yet, but the wolf stuff's kicking in and he sees a dude and pees on him. Guy's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't remember that. It's really great. Fascinating. So Ace Gully stuff this week. I played a game and you watch this game mostly. Yeah. The Quarry. I mentioned it last week. It's uh, the Supermassive Games kind of spiritual successor to Until Dawn. And it's a horror choose-your-own-adventure game. And we finished it all one afternoon. And what did you think of it? No, it wasn't one afternoon. I mean, we finished it one afternoon. We finished it. Oh, I thought you meant you played it all in one day. No. That's not true. That's a lie. We played a bunch of it in one afternoon. And it got was to the- fun. It had like that thing. What is it called? The uncanny valley situation yeah. with the characters where they look amazing about 72% of the time. Like we're talking about the actual rendering of the humans. You know, yeah, they do look very good. And then, uh, and then there are moments where you're like, oh, that, that the thing where it looks like your gums are stuck to your lip and then, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're talking and nah, they did that and it got a little bit weird. So that's technically the that thing. That adds to the horror. <laughs> and then... The story is, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to ruin it for anybody because, you know, go play it. But it's fun to watch. It's kind of like me watching a movie. It's like watching a very cheesy horror movie. But speaking of movies, in addition to the game, they have made the effort while they're making the game to actually make it into a movie you could just sit and watch. Yeah, and you have to complete it once and then you get this new option in the menu. To watch it as a, just sit and watch it as a movie. Or you can go on YouTube, because I did, and it was there. You could literally, yeah, just watch it. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, you could. Uh, That's the problem with these type of games, isn't it? Yeah, they try to do something special, and then assholes like me tell you that you can just look at it on And a lot of people will just watch a streamer play it or something. They'll go and watch on Twitch somebody playing it, and then that complete. you don't want to play it after that, do you? Because you're like, okay, that was, I've seen it. I don't need to see that again. Like a movie, unless you love it. I can't think anybody, The Quarry, would be their favorite movie, though. You so know here's what I'm my idea for you game developer, game distributor, game production companies. There's like five different layers that it takes to get a game out, right? One of you, Sony, whoever, inside of your corporation where you make these games, you have like professional, hardcore gamers who... If you want to get another money stream, we'll go on the Twitch or go on the live YouTube or whatever, playing the game, like representing you, not just some dude out there doing it. Right. It's actually part of it for people who don't want to play through it, but then you make a whole thing of it. And the people are very personable and they show you all the, you know, think that would be. How about you have the people who starred in the quarry playing the game? That wouldn't be very fun because I only want to watch you play games because you're good at it. Well, I don't want to sit and watch somebody who dicks around all the time. Or doesn't and, like, know what, yeah, I get you. Doesn't know what they're doing. Like yeah. you're very, you're kind of a kamikaze, go for it, 
when the moment requires it. And then you're also the, I want to look in every nook and cranny <laughs> of every single drawer of every single room and every single corner that they're going to allow my character to shuffle into. And so I enjoy that. It kind of adds to the whole thing. But then when it comes to fighting scenes and stuff, you're very adept and you're like, you're all in, you don't hide and you don't, you always take like the hard option and you always like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it fun to watch somebody just kind of like, if you watch me play it, it would not be fun. Well, yeah, you have trouble, um, unfortunately, when you play a 3D type game. Controlling the camera is an issue for you, isn't it? Correct. And I so think like I'm going to throw up. You might be looking at the floor or the ceiling for a bit until you figure it out. Correct. So, yeah. So I let you play. I watch. It's enjoyable. And the quarry is a good game for like that because there's actually a couch co-op mode as well where you both have a controller and you pick a character and you make the decisions for that character and the computer makes everybody else's. So you could sit with your spouse and play this. And both of you, you know, choose. Yeah, I wouldn't want to join that. I'm just thinking of more visions of my idea. You could actually have movie theaters showing the person what it is very elaborate, where you pay your three dollars, three or four dollars. Let's just be reasonable. You get your popcorn, you everybody sits in the theater, and then the guys, whoever, woman, man, streaming live, you watch the game being played, and then they're in the corner, just like on Twitch, you know, whatever. And you for two hours you watch and play the game, and then the next week, next Monday night, you come back and you watch some more. See, I am a marketing genius. You are. So what's for dinner? <laughs> well, I'm looking at the website now. It's gonna be pizza. Mod pizza. M-O-D pizza. We have come to enjoy this very much. It seems high quality. It's easy for me to go get it. It's a reasonable price. Like you get an entire pizza. And if you're vegetarians like we are, you can have a really excellent vegetarian pizza. Yes, they have very interesting toppings. Like This isn't an ad, by the way. Including <laughs> fake meat. Yes, you like that. I like, like the sausage. roasted broccoli, roasted corn, the weird pickly onions, all that stuff. So that's what we're having is a, a mod pizza. All right, get on to your advice and we'll leave this place. My advice is that you, the person listening right now. Me? You, and yeah, just you, I guess. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else. You are not the center, like the engine of the universe. You're the center of your life as you know it, right? So everything beams out from you. You only know your experience. I get that. The pain, the suffering, the good things, the bad things, the your perspective, the filters that have been stuck on you all your life. It's, you know, that's all you. So how can you help but be like, yeah, but, 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 but just keep reminding yourself, you can be that, feel it, it that everything matters in your life. It does, because it matters to you. It matters to you moving forward, to getting, doing things and living your life. I get that. You are not, let's repeat, you are not that important to everyone else. Your plight, your struggle, whatever it is, unfortunately, is not like the center of all things. Now, this sounds really harsh. I get that. And some people's suffering needs to be drawn attention to for social reasons, cultural reasons. You don't want to be a person suffering in the middle of a war and everybody just go, oh, too bad. We don't care because you're just, that's just, you're not the center of the universe. That's not what I'm talking about. So don't get all snotty and be like, oh, what about this? And what about that? I get it. There's horrific things in life that individuals and groups of people deal with. But I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people like... <laughs> Well, they told me I was going to get a 20-minute break, and then when it came to it, I only got like 17 and a half minutes because my coworker, blah, 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 told blah, blah, blah. 
uh, uh, and I don't understand why the whole place doesn't make change the rules. Okay. You get what I'm saying? True. I take a lot of help desk calls at my job, which is not my job. I despise it. So don't call me for help. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and I hear this whiny ass. I'm the center of all of the things. And the thing that I'm doing right this minute is so very precious and important. And uh, 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 I get a lot of grunting and sighing at me. I find it uh, like vulgar. So I don't say to them on the phone, hey, <laughs> you forgot your password. And now you're pissed off. Guess what? You're not the center of the universe. Click. <laughs> I don't I do not do that. I would love. I get off the phone and then I'm like, oh my God. So that is where I'm coming from. Like widen your scope a bit when you start to think the world's crumbling in on you because whatever. Like the when we get fast food that's wrong, we get irritated for five minutes and then we're over it, right? It's not like, uh, why does Burger King hate me? And why do they just pick on me? And they just always want me to blah, blah, blah. People actually think that way. It's gross. So, all right. Well said. Well, that's done. not advice, by the way. That's just me bitching at people. It is. Should we call it Sid Talks Bitchy Moments? No, just that one. <laughs> just that one. <laughs> all right. AceScully.com is the website you can get this podcast from. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Sid Talk, and AceScully. You can also catch the podcast on anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts are available. Email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any email from anybody ever. I mean, that's not accurate, but that's fine. And stay classy, Mr. Robert Eggers. I can't wait to see. He says he's going to do a small movie next, so let's see how that goes. Nice. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs>